We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, the division of First Rest Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo and today we welcome Lucas Griffin to Business Matters. Lucas, thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Awesome. So Lucas, for those who don't know, is the owner and president of Secure Right Mobile Storage, who is also the title sponsor of Best of Kelowna. Um, I know we're supposed to talk about Best of Kelowna today, but I am interested to talk a little bit, a couple other things. So one thing that really surprised me, Lucas, I know we've talked a few times, is that I didn't know you had history in the marketing agency world. So I noticed that you were an assistant general manager at McLean Marketing Group. So how did that not? how did I not know that? How did that all come about? <laughs> I guess it's because it's so far in the past that 18, 18 years ago, I launched Secure Right Mobile Storage. So before that, I had been with McLean Group Marketing for five years. But I guess when you start looking back 18 years, it feels like a long time ago. And I just, I, I don't talk about it on the forefront that much. But what a great experience for me to be there. I learned a lot about the importance of marketing, of branding. Dave McLean, the owner and founder mm-hmm. of McLean Group mm-hmm. Marketing, such a great guy to work with and be mentored by. And we're still really good friends to this day. Um, but yeah, that was out of out of university. I went south to Venezuela and South America for six months. And when I came back from there, um, landed right in McLean Group for almost five years. And it was it was a really good time. Built some lifelong friendships with coworkers as well as Dave and yeah, I, I think it stood me in good stead. Right, right. From a marketing perspective, but also from a small business and all the different hats that you have to wear. So, so what were what, what was your role there? Like, what were you doing? So, I started out as the project coordinator. Um, okay. So, I kind of worked with the project managers to make sure that our project stayed on time and on budget. Um, and so I would do timelines. I did I did estimating as well. And then once the project was rolling, I made sure we stayed on track. Um, so we would I would meet with all the project managers once a week and kind of give them an update and kind of interesting wet behind the ears coming in and trying to <laughs> just bring in some accountability and project management. Um, we we did some really neat stuff introduced. Mm-hmm built a, a database program to to track our time and expenses. I really got into Microsoft Project, the software program, yeah. and, and, and applied that to some of our bigger projects. Um, so that's where I started. And then as the company grew, I just took on more and more responsibility, ended up helping with uh, hiring and HR stuff, built an HR benefits plan for the company. Um, so a lot of different Very things. Cool. Really stood me in good stead once I launched launched my own company. It's funny because um, when I started my own agency before I merged with Chuck Creative, we used to be in the same building as McLean Group. They were upstairs, and I loved loved their offices. You guys had like the coolest offices ever. Like it was so cool. So yeah, interesting, small world. 
It really is. <laughs> and yeah, that was a pretty cool office. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and Dave had a really nice vision for kind of what he wanted to look like, how he wanted it to feel. Yeah. So you said you went to university. So I would assume you would have went to school for marketing business. Is that what you went to school for? And where did you go? Yeah. So I am an Okanagan University College alumni. So before Okanagan College and UBCO split, um, I was one of the final grads from the business program there. So I graduated with distinction in the Bachelor of Business Administration program. And uh, really, really liked the program. At first, there was a little bit of regret that I didn't get my <laughs> diploma or my certificate yeah. from UBCO. But right. I mean, when you start your own company, your boss doesn't care too much about what certificates hang on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's too yeah. funny. So I'm curious because I don't know if you know this. If I know the story, how did like how did Secure Right start? Like, where did the idea come from? How did that all come together? Oh man, Rob, you just asked the two hour question. Are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> so in, in short, uh, I was I, a business graduate working for McLean Group, learning such good stuff and loving it. But um, my wife and I realized that unfortunately in this valley, you, you either are a dual income family or you have to start a business that um, really takes off. And so we started looking for the right idea at the right time. And so we actually came up with some really, really neat ideas. Um, now that it's more prevalent, I'd talk about it more, but we actually came up with the idea of online grocery shopping 20 years ago. And um, we, we had a website called groceries.com, but oh. ease was spelled E-A-S-E. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was a brilliant concept, but we realized that we, we couldn't take on the grocery giants mm -hmm. and you had to already have like a food infrastructure and it was still early days and our population isn't big enough really to warrant it. Um, and so we just were looking for other ideas. That was one that stood out. I'm a woodworker by hobby. Um, and mm -hmm. so I thought of doing custom woodworking and realized that there was reasons that wasn't where I wanted to go. And just, we just eyes wide open, minds wide open. Interesting. We used to sit in our, sit in our hot tub and just, just come up with ideas. Yeah, and yeah. What are we going to do? And then uh, late 2004, the idea of self-storage came across our radar. My father-in-law um, pitched it to me. He's like, Lucas, you know, build, you build a facility, you fill it up and you never work again. Like yeah, totally yeah. <laughs> underestimating the storage industry and like, no, yeah. it's still, it's still work. It's still a business, you know, businesses. I tell people business is a hard way to make money. And so this self-storage concept though, uh, you already need to be a very wealthy individual and it's a way of just creating, you're going to buy land, you're going to build a building. Um, and, and it's a way of, getting long-term return on your money. And, and I don't come from wealth. My, my, I'm, I come from a blue collar family, no money, but best people in the world kind of thing. And yeah. so I realized very quickly that, that that whole self-storage concept was not going to happen. But then around fall of 2004, a business mentor of mine planted the seed of this portable storage or mobile storage. He's like, yeah, you can just start with a few units and build from there. And 
So I really started researching. I'm a researcher. Business school taught me how to do business plans. And so I really dug deep, looked on the on the U.S. side. And in, in the USA, there were publicly traded companies doing mm, portable storage. And I'm like, man, if, they're, if this is already this well established and like right. it's attracting investor money, wow, there's got to be something to this. So I really dug deep. Uh, spent the winter writing a business plan, doing cash flow forecasts. I did pessimistic, realistic, optimistic projections. And then in the spring, my wife and I just decided that uh, we were going to jump in with both feet and and failure was looming large the entire time because <laughs> nine out of 10 new businesses yep. fail. fail. And, yep. and, and so it was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Like I'm, I'm a hardworking guy. If I have to go back to landscaping or piling lumber You'll do at, it. at the mill, I'll do it. So we'll be fine. Yeah. So we jumped in with both feet and, um, and yeah, that's, that's the short version. If you can believe it. That's funny. <laughs> Are, we're, we're at that time, Lucas, were you guys like the only game in town for lack of a better word? Like, cause it was a new concept for this area, wasn't it? Yeah. So we were not, yeah. there was another company already in town. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it, one of our main competitors still in town today and okay, okay. They, they didn't they, they were called okanagan mobile storage back in the day and um so they had already been around for about six years and had okay. kind of opened the eyes of the public but then when we entered the market and really tried to bring up a, a higher end marketing feel like really uh, right. like I kept right. telling people I want to bring the white collar to this blue collar industry and just really try to um, show people it doesn't have to be an ugly, rusty container. It can right. be nice. It can be clean. It can be professional. And so the two of us um, have really pushed each other to yeah. become better companies. Right. And um, very thankful. We, we kind of created an industry. They started. And then with our mm. help, we took it to the next level. That's awesome. So how's how's business been for securing? What's, what, what are you hearing and seeing from the community businesses? Like what? Uh, how are things going? Yeah. So in general, business uh, through COVID, I think all yeah. of us at the beginning were like, what's going to happen? Are we going to have, are we going to be dead in a month? Are we going to have mm -hmm. a business? You know, like we just didn't know. And then as even in the first couple of months, we started realizing, no, we're an essential service. Uh, we we kind of took the approach of we're here to help. And we just reached out to fellow businesses in the in the community like how can we help we just we just want to help everybody get through this and yeah. we actually um we did very well through covid we made some pretty aggressive moves um hired a general manager opened up a new location in vancouver mm -hmm. bought a 40 year old competitor in vancouver doubled our rental fleet doubled our staff like so it it, it ended up being a good couple of years as interest rates have climbed reality is setting in for a lot of different segments right now um and we would be one of them so now we're at pre-covid oh you got to work for it again um <laughs> and and so we're we're still tracking well very thankful for the communities we serve they're they're very good to us and we try to serve them well um but yeah, it feels like, okay, we just got to do the right things well, and we've got to get back to outreach, and um, it's it's good. But I tell people during COVID, we were drinking from a fire hose. Now it's just yeah. like normal business again. Interesting. And you mentioned, so you, a secure rate, you've grown into other markets, but Kelowna or West Kelowna, I guess, is home for you. You were born and raised 
in West Kelowna, if I'm, if I'm correct, I never desire to go elsewhere. Like never, you're like, Hey, let's go try the big city or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually a pretty adventurous person and I've traveled a lot. I mentioned at the beginning of the interview here that I spent some time in Venezuela and then we, we have taken our family. I have a big family. We have five kids and we've taken them all over the world. They've been to Australia, Mexico, Hawaii, Mm, you know, we, we, we take them everywhere and there are beautiful places in the world, but to live and do life, it's, it's really hard to beat the Okanagan. In fact, I don't think you can. So I don't see us ever moving. I I do right. see our company continuing to grow. We do mm-hmm. have new cities in our in our sites, but I, I love it here. And um, I think you have the best of all worlds. You got city with the country just a, a few minutes away. You have in-city beautiful parks and hiking and dirt biking in the mountains surrounding you. It's it's pretty hard to beat the four seasons. Pretty special. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I'm curious about containers. You mentioned sort of, you know, the industry has changed, I'm sure, for you guys. I was in Langford not too long ago, and there's a street in Langford that has containers that are being used as stores, food vendors. Super cool. Like, they're all lined up, and it's a really neat concept. I'm assuming, is that a growing trend? You're starting to see they're not just for storage anymore. They're being used for offices. They're being used for stores, for food vendors. Is that, is that is, is even considered a trend or is it reality? That's what's happening right now. Great question. Yeah, trend, you get the impression that it's here now and will be gone tomorrow. Um, right. I, I don't think it's a trend in that way. I think people are realizing that there are certain scenarios, um, certain sites certain situations where containers just make a lot of sense and Mm -hmm. and and so this segment of the business just has grown not out of this world you know in the beginning we kind of thought oh man this is going to explode no we've just had steady growth in our structures division that's the the division of the company that modifies containers got it and uh Every year we build more projects than the year before. Um, And yeah, we do a lot of offices. Uh, Over the last six months, we built four tiny homes out of containers. We call them comfort cubes. Um, One of them went to a university for a research station. Another three went to uh, an Indian band, um, like a a First Nations band. Um, And and I only use that term because they still use that in their name. And uh, so the they're going to use it for transitional housing and um so yeah very very creative taco stands i'm looking at a picture here on screen of a taco stand down in Kelowna another one in front of me here that we did in north vancouver um we have a bunch of site offices in production right now some electrical rooms mechanical rooms so for industrial mining anywhere where you need a tough structure that needs to be portable you cannot beat a container. I say it's the strongest self-standing structure in the world. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I think um, it's a, it was such a neat concept. Like I said, that I saw and I thought, oh man, I could start seeing a lot of other cities taking that cue from, and it may be, I'm sure it's elsewhere. I just have, we just happen to stumble across in Langford, but such a neat mixture and it, they look cool they're you know it just it really neat it was just a really neat concept that kind of didn't didn't really cross our mind that you could do that with containers like that so it's yeah and one last one last 
thing that on, on that note, we're a CS, so we're certified to a CSA standard, which is really, really unique. And this is where it starts to get exciting. We've invested a lot of engineering and a lot of, a lot of capital to build these to CSA A277. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's important because cities want to know that, right. you know, we did the washrooms downtown Kelowna. We have that kiosk in that washroom. Well, cities need to know that these buildings are built to a higher standard or a recognized right. standard. And so we've done a lot of engineering. We work with a third party accrediting uh, company, Quality Assurance International, and they inspect us and certify us to this factory built building code, which is essentially the modular home code. So we're one of the few container companies in Canada mm-hmm. that are certified to build as, as under this code. So that gives us a lot of credibility and attracts a lot of opportunity for us because um, not everybody, there's not a lot of people doing it. it it's actually right. quite hard to get certified. And uh, so we're proud of that certification for sure. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Kudos to that. Um, so let's talk about community. So uh, one thing that I know is near and dear to you and, and secure right is being involved in the community, food bank, United way pathways, colon stances, habitat. So I, should, like, I can go on and on and on. So I'm curious why best of Kelowna? Like, why did you choose best of Kelowna? I believe it's your fourth year as title sponsor of best of Kelowna. Like what, what, what aligns with you um, in your team when it comes to best of Kelowna? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of stole the secret in your intro. It is commun- <laughs> it is community. So a few years ago, we we went on this journey of who are we at Secure Right? Not who do we want to be, but who are we? And we really tried to define our values and come up with our values in like four or five words. And so we landed on this community excellence, agility, and cowboy grit. And there's a story behind every word and there's um, as you look at our team, every team member exudes all of these characteristics. And so it's really helped us build our culture. And, and you know, we hire and fire based on these values. That's how important yeah. they are to us. And we put community first because community's always been a big part of who we are, even when we were, even before I think I had any employees. We were doing some stuff with the United Way um, mm. and we're, we're always looking for opportunities to, to give back and be a part of. And um, one of the things back to Dave McLean that he used to always say is prosperity for purpose. Like if we are in business, how can we give back? How can we use um <clears throat> any any of the any of the profits any of the assets that we have to help our community so that that was a huge thing that i brought to secure right um so i remember the united way had i think it was the ramada hotel had an auction they were selling old furniture and stuff and all of the proceeds were going to the united way and so that's where i first met um maxine de hart and and others who were involved and and then it just kind of grew from there so then when it came to Best of Kelowna, yeah, this is our fourth mm-hmm. year. Um, when we sat down with uh, Nikki and others four years ago, it just made sense that from a community perspective, it was something we wanted to do. But our other value is excellence. And so we're always pushing to be better, always pushing to find a new way, a better way. Uh, excellence is something that we realize we'll never actually achieve. 
but it's always something we're going to strive for. And, and so when you come to an award like Best of Kelowna, when you're recognizing excellence in local companies, it just is this blend of community and excellence that made a lot of sense for us. And so it's a way for us to give back to the community, but also a way for us to recognize excellence in the businesses around us. So, that's, yeah, that's amazing. So how do you how do you suggest businesses maybe take advantage of best of? So either, you know, it's one thing that we hear is like they're either nominated or you because even just getting nominated to me is a success. Like that's a check mark for your like. Right. So or your winner. So is there ways that you suggest that maybe businesses can take advantage of? being part of the program. Great. And, and yes, of course, there are some good ways to use it. <clears throat> As we started off at the top, I come from a marketing background and right. marketing isn't just advertising. It isn't just flashy websites and brochures. Uh, you, you, it, it's telling stories and mm -hmm. stories are so powerful. There's something in human nature that, and there are cultures that are built. In fact, a culture is a set of people that share the same stories. That's how that's how powerful and central stories are. So um, to me, an opportunity like the best of Kelowna and telling a story about how you were nominated as the best in your category, or once the winners are announced, telling the world about that. To me, it's a great excuse to talk to the people who are listening to you, whether they're your current customers whether they're people you hope to be customers, whether they're just people in the community, the Best of Kelowna campaign gives you an excuse to talk about yourself in a way that's not cheesy, in a way that's not pushy. Right. It's it's kind of like it, it feels collaborative. Hey, we've been nominated for Best of Kelowna. Can you, can you cast your vote for us? Um, and so I think even the process you know how they say life isn't about the finish, you know, the race mm -hmm. isn't necessary. It's about the journey as well. Yeah. yeah. And so even the best of Kelowna works like that. It's not just who got gold or silver or bronze. It's mm -hmm. who was nominated. Uh, what, what were the stories in the conversations that happened as you got there? So I think the stage we're at right now, um, I think everybody will know by the time we're done this conversation, voting is open right now. Nominations are closed. Voting is open right now. This is such a good chance for you as a business owner uh, to talk about your business, to invite, to have those important conversations with past customers, current customers, potential customers about you, about maybe even why you think you were nominated and mm -hmm. And, and how, how much you would appreciate their vote. Um, so I'm always, because I really still, 18 years later, try to focus on sales <laughs> and growth. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing sales, I'm always looking for common ground to talk about, right? It's just a comfortable place to start. And yeah. so if, if you need an excuse to reach out to your client base, maybe your business did really well during COVID, but now you have to work for it. Like I said earlier, what a great excuse to pick up the phone or email your database and just say, hey, we've been nominated for Best of Kelowna. We would value your vote. Thank you for your past business. Because I, I believe you can also use this as an opportunity for gratitude. I'm kind of leading Secure mm -hmm. Right on a gratitude journey right now because I, I believe it's so powerful to just look somebody in the eye and say, thank you. And, and this is a good chance to thank customers for their past business. 
and ask them to vote for you. So that's only one aspect. One of the other things that I wanted to point out in this conversation, and I might as well do it now, is once the winners are announced, and last year, maybe for the first time, um, the awards were handed out in, in, in a stand. So mm -hmm. people didn't even have to go out. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, yeah. but I've, I've twice now within this past week seen, uh, mm. I, I was just at a clothing consignment store for my wife. Right. Yeah, and there was the sign and they were proudly displaying that they had got gold as, as a consignment store um, in, in the last year. So we're now a year later. <laughs> that sign is still there letting the public know I was up at Sparkling Hills last week and they've got, here's this beautiful hotel and they have their sign on a table at the front entrance, you know, voted best resort in the Okanagan or whatever class they won. So what a great way for people to just subtly remind the public mm -hmm. that we are one of the best of companies in our class. And so I think it's really important that the winners the nominees really do talk about what they achieved. And again, it's telling a story that is exciting and that we can all buy into. Wow, you know, this consignment store, this hotel, this spa, this whatever it is, they won best of, or they placed silver or bronze, like, wow, and I got to stay there or buy there or consign there or whatever. So I, I do think it's such a good opportunity for businesses to subtly remind their customers how awesome they are. Well, and I, and I love that. I think there's a couple of things there to unpack. Like one, um, Best of is running right now in multiple. It's Camus, Kelowna, and Penticton right now. You can go vote in any of those cities. And, you know, there's people that from Camus go up to Kelowna shop and vice versa. And so, so you can go vote for your favorite business, brewery, whatever it may be in any of those places. But it's really neat to see you go into business and you see the plaques, you see the stick and the people are proud and they should be proud of it. And I think I really love how you said it's a chance for businesses to thank their customers too. Like, cause we don't do that a lot sometimes. So this is a real good opportunity to say, thank you for not even just thank you for nominating us. First of all, mm. we'd love to have your vote. Thank you. Cause if we win it, it's for them as well. Not just for the business, it's for the customers that they're the ones that are voting for you. So I love that, that you spoke about that. Cause it's more like, I agree hundred percent. Average, more average, marketing is more than just advertising. There's so much more there to unpack. So thanks for covering all that stuff. I'm curious, you you said, you used the term, I think you did, I talked to you before about this, about prosperity for purpose. And I love that. It's it's sort of, I think it's one of, you know, was one of your guiding principles and I'm sure I'm still pretty dear. Can you, I know you touched a little bit, can you unpack that a little bit, how that, what that means and how that ties into, you know, a best of Kelowna program? Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I kind of picked this up from a mentor, as I mentioned yep, earlier, yep. and um, I, I just have this belief that um, business, the business community is like an ecosystem. And when you scientifically look at an ecosystem, every part of the food chain, every aspect of that ecosystem actually gives back to each other. You know, I think most of us know, like when an animal dies, that fertilizes the right. ground, which grows the grass, which the insects live in and the bigger. And, and there's this beautiful synergy. And, and I think the business community is like that as well. So 
Um, businesses, I hope, can remember that without their customers, they're nothing. Without their employees, they they don't exist. They can't provide the good or service. And, and so when I say prosperity for purpose, it's this sense of gratitude that the community spent money with you and and now you're finding ways to give that back that that blesses the wider community and so it's this beautiful ecosystem where everybody is helping each other and 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 blessing each other and one another guy put it this way that as the water rises it rises for everyone so if we are all helping each other and it it's good for everyone and so this sense that businesses, um, whether they're highly profitable or just making a decent living, mm-hmm. I, I still feel like there is this necessity to give back because I think it it keeps you grounded. It reminds you of why you were successful, who helped you be successful, um, who who fed your family, you know, if you want to bring it down mm-hmm. to that level, because people chose you because they spent money with you, you have been able, in the case of Secure Right, to be in business for 18 years. So um, there, there's something humbling about gratitude, but grounding as well. It, it, it keeps you from being like, I'm the greatest, I'm so amazing, look what I've built, look what I've done. No, you'd be nothing without your employees, you'd be nothing without your customers. So when you're looking for ways to give back, it really has this grounding principle and um, it, it lifts the level for everyone. And it just makes the community in which we live a better community, more prosperous community. So there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of the theology it. and philosophy behind um, what I'm getting at when I say prosperity for purpose. Love it. So you mentioned that you're on a little bit of a gratitude project right now through with your team. What else? What else do you have? I'm curious. What's the future have in store? And without giving away too much, I get it. But what what are you guys working on? What's new? What's on the horizon? Yeah, so we're always pushing. Um, we uh, one of the one of the business books that I went through a few years ago that was a very very powerful book for us was called Traction by Gino Wickman. Mm-hmm. And in this book, he covers off the entrepreneurial operating system. And, and, and I'm university educated in the business world. And as I read the book, I felt like he just brought the best ideas, mm-hmm. the best practices together in one book and one system. So that, that's been a really exciting journey for us. And so as part of that, we have very clear three-year goals, 10-year goals, right. but we bring it down to like 90-day objectives. And uh, it's it's fun to be intentional. And mm. I think it's powerful to be intentional. And and, and really the, the idea is that if you're intentional, you will gain traction. And when you gain right. traction, you will grow. And so mm. we're, we're very intentional about growth, very intentional about what we do. So yeah, we do have growth strategies. We, we would um, we've done a few acquisitions over the last few years, and those have gone really well. We would like to do some more acquisitions. We'd like to do, uh, we have a couple of new cities in our sites, and we'll just see how those unfold as well. Um, but at the same point in time, we were also, we know we'll never be the biggest, 
but we sure want to try to be the best. And so we're always refining our process, always pushing our people um, to, to, to grow themselves to um, continuous improvement is a big, big thing for us. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the business side. Uh, this, this whole gratitude journey stemmed from a talk that I went to in February by an author named Don Barden, and he wrote a book called The Perfect Plan. And 25 years ago, he studied successful businesses all over the world. And he found that all of them shared three beliefs and all of them made three promises to their customers and their underlying, and I'm kind of ruining the, I'm telling you the, end okay. of the story, but <laughs> the, their underlying shared, these people didn't know each other, but all of them, when he asked them, what do you do? All of them, he was expecting them to say, oh, I'm a food processor. Oh, right. I build custom furniture. Oh, that's not how they answered his question. When he said, what do you do? All of them said, we serve people. Mm-hmm. And and that was so incredible. He was t- taken aback the first time and was like, okay, but what industry yeah, are you yeah. in? And, and then the next person said, well, I get up every day to serve people. And so that really resonated with us at Secure, right? Because we are all about serving people through COVID. It was like, we're here to help. All yeah. of our 18 years, it's been community. What can we give? Where can we help? So this, we serve people really resonated with us. But of these three uh, three things that they promised their customer, one was gratitude. Mm. And there's a whole psychology behind gratitude and, mm. and happiness. And it's, it's fascinating. Right. Uh, I read another book recently called Whole Person Happiness by Paul Krismer. And, and, and just how happiness is actually the foundation to success. It's, mm. it's a very beautiful book, very well, well argued, well researched. And gratitude and happiness are closely, closely linked. Right. And so I'm just really 18 years later, looking back on the customers that have been with us, some of them for 18 years, and not wanting to take those relationships for granted, going to them and just sitting down, looking them in the eye over lunch or coffee and just saying, thank you so much for 18 mm-hmm. years of business. And <clears throat> Um, there's cool. more to the journey, but I, I believe gratitude is very powerful. I think it's ancient wisdom and, uh, I think it helps all of us on our journey towards happiness. And so that's very cool. Yeah. Very awesome. It's, it's actually neat that you can reflect back to 18 years and go back and sit down with a client that's been with you that long too. That's, that's pretty special. There's not many businesses that even have the ability to do that. Right. So that's, that's pretty cool. It says a lot about you guys that you're able to do that. So, yeah. We're thankful um, for that. Well, Lucas, thanks so much for jumping on sort of last minute and chatting about a whole bunch of stuff. You thought you were just going to come on and talk about best stuff, but look at that. We talked about a whole, we unpacked a lot there in 30 minutes. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> you're awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And you're a great interviewer. I love the places you, you took us today and look forward to another conversation down the road someday. For sure. Well, thank you. And anyone uh, that's listening, we asked you to go to Clone Now, uh, vote for your favorite business. Voting ends May 12th. Um, a big thank you to Secure Right. That's like four years have been a title sponsor. You know, without businesses like Secure Right, it's hard for us to run programs like this that are really belong to the community. So thank you to you and your team too, Lucas, for that. So, but everyone, go clone now. Uh, you can also go to Camelson Penticton now and vote for your best and uh, favorite business. So it ends May twelfth. So Lucas, thanks so much for chatting this morning. Thanks for having me. 
We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.